0: Thanks for listening to the Mind the Gap podcast. In this special episode, you'll hear a discussion we call On Our Minds, in which we give our perspectives on topics of timely importance. To find all of our On Our Minds segments and much more in full episodes of our show, make sure you subscribe to our video channel on YouTube. Search for Mind the Gap with Tom and Emma, or find the link in the show notes below. I I think a lot of people are thinking about how they're going to approach the start of the new academic year after the summer holidays. And you read a lot of blogs and people commenting about things like uh, a recovery curriculum and the need for, to be trauma-informed in your practice and all these sorts of things. And what's on my mind is that I worry a lot about this kind of language uh, when my experience with these things is that schools are very often, for the majority of kids, the place where it's just – the safest thing to be is totally normal. And if you've got kids who've experienced things, and I think the thing I'm most sort of close to would be, say, a bereavement, you know, a kid who's lost a parent or experienced a really serious trauma. They don't really want you sort of going up to them, kind of asking how they feel the whole time. They don't want you to make them feel different and weird and strange at school, because that's kind of what's happening at home. What they want school to be is kind of neutral, kind of normal, every day, just getting back on with it. And so for lots of reasons, I feel like there's a, there's a danger that teachers are going to be giving this message that we've got to be suddenly all watching out for these kids who've got to have had a terrible time and overdoing that to the point where they make things worse. So that's not mean you're sent. You're not, you're not sensitive to the possibility that some kids have had a strange time. But even then, I think what better thing to do is to say, Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to my really normal classroom. We're going to teach you some stuff. And, um, isn't that great and and be really enthusiastic about the the job in hand which is teaching some interesting things or reading some great books and you know keeping it as sort of back to basics back to normal as you can possibly manage rather than feeling that you're sort of about to sort of crush somebody's spirit or something. because <laughs> I, I think teachers are not at their best when they're feeling like they've got to sort of think about a million things and what we're good at is teaching things and that's what we should be focusing on so I don't know that's my hunch about this whole thing what do you think
1: um it's a weird one because I'm coming at it from kind of a slightly different angle in that my children my own children are very young so they haven't necessarily got masses of experience of that kind of as you said the normal school experience everything's going to be kind of new all of them. I know my three will be fine. Lockdown has been more stressful for me trying to homeschool them than it, has, than it has for them. But I do think there needs to be a degree of vigilance amongst the teaching profession when we go back. And um, yes, we're trying to keep sort of business as usual and keep things as normal and as happy and as on an even keel as we can for the children. But there needs to be that vigilance and not making those assumptions that. or they must have been all right because their family does this, or I know about this, or I know about that. And actually, just keeping in mind the fact that everybody's lockdown experience will have been completely different, different from their normal day-to-day setup, different from their normal day-to-day everyday lives. And actually, what we shouldn't be doing is making assumptions, either like you said, that everybody's had this awful trauma, and also that nobody's had any kind of trauma as well. It's, it's having that professional vigilance and that overview and using your skills and your knowledge to actually think that's not quite what I would have expected from that pupil or that group of pupils. So that's when I need to start implementing all the kind of extra awareness or extra programs or digging a little bit deeper. It's about recognising professionally that this has happened. We can't pretend, pretend that the pandemic hasn't happened. We can't be like, nothing to see here, move along, everything's fine. Um, but we do need to present as much of a normal as we can, but with this heightened vigilance about not making assumptions about what children may or may not yeah. experience.
0: I think you're probably right there. I, I think one of, one of the things I think is interesting is that the sort of slightly paradoxical thing, which is that some of the kids who, who find it harder to get back to school are the ones who've had been a really good time at home, <laughs> because actually they've enjoyed the way it's been structured. So I yeah. know some kids uh, of, of, you know, of children, of, of my friends, who, if actually they've they've quite enjoyed it, they've 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 been able to manage their own time, they've they've done things in their own pace, and actually even these few kind of taster of days back this side of the summer, they found it a bit like oh god, suddenly we're working with a teacher kind of marshalling us through, and it's kind of really slowed yeah. it all down a bit. And so there is that really interesting phenomenon that if 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 your kind of remote learning has been really good, then. <laughs> If to match that that flexibility and that, that dynamism in your teaching is going to be a change. So those kids might be yeah. the ones who are thinking, "Oh God, school! You know, you're you're holding me back again." And that's an interesting challenge, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think the whole um, stamina issue, especially for younger children, is going to be a, a big issue because um, I mean my. Six-year-old, she gets up in the morning really early. She gets the iPad. She logs herself onto Oak National. She does three or four lessons, and she comes to me at sort of half past nine and goes, "I'm done for the day. I'm off to play." Well, actually, that's going to be a real, really tricky for her to go back to school. Being from well, we've got a staggered start now, but from sort of nine till three, and actually keep on going for that length of time. So, I think the stamina issue for some children is going to be a real um, issue, and the fact that they haven't got control about when they do stuff anymore. They've been yeah. able to do their own learning as and when they need to do it or when it fits in with the family. And actually, that kind of really highly structured environment, when they go back, is going to be a little bit of a shock to the system.
0: They'll be <laughs> exhaustive, won't they? That, that, the, the length of the day, everything will be hard. Yeah. But I do think, yes. this is one of the things, this, I, you know, without trying to be too controversial about it, I, I actually feel there, there is a bit of a tendency amongst some people, of course everyone's not like this, where to kind of impose their own emotions onto a situation. Um in our house we call we call people ambulance chasers (laughs) (laughs) who like a bit of drama. You know, like like a bit of drama and they say everything's a nightmare the whole time. Oh, it's a nightmare. Um and that if if you go into a situation with a group of kids with your own baggage about, oh it's a nightmare, we're never gonna catch (laughs) up and we're so far behind and you poor things, you've been struggling at home all the time, that that's that's not the right kind of cue. So you kind of have to just sort of leave that at the door and say that might be how I'm feeling but when I come in it's, it's just that big bright face and welcoming back and hey look if you found it hard fine we're just going to sort everything out it's all going to be cool and we'll we'll get there you know that kind of can-do spirit that it's impossible and, and I and it's think it's a culture isn't it you need to create that expectation amongst a group that that's how we're going to be
1: and we forget as well that we are also not imposing our own structures on them, but our own kind of, and our own emotions, but our own experiences. My four-year-old had his induction day for primary school via Zoom the other day, which to me was like, oh my God, he's not been up to the school, he's not done this, he's not done that, Oh, isn't it terrible? Because obviously my elder two children have been involved in that, and then as a school leader, you're involved in the, the provision of that. He absolutely loved it. He thought it was the most hilarious Anyway, it was brilliant talking to his teachers on the computer, showing them all his toys. And, and it, you know, if, like you say, if he could have gone into that going, oh, it's so dreadful, he's, he's deficit. He's not had that experience. He's had the only experience he knows, and he thinks it's absolutely blooming marvellous. <laughs> he's yeah. had a great time. So it's, it's not only imposing our own emotions, but um, the kind of the historical structure of what we've done. Um, isn't necessarily always the best way or the one that the children enjoy. So we've kind of got to go with it a little bit and just use our professional knowledge and skills and expertise to kind of navigate it and think as long as they're all right and they're safe, we're providing a curriculum which meets the need, their learning needs now, I think we're probably going to be all right.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I, I think uh, in, in, a, in a school where you sort of feel like you, when you're teaching them before, like they're so halfway through an exam course, um, some teachers are worried they have forgotten everything or they didn't learn much but I do think again that's just that's about just saying okay where, where, where do we get to what, here's some of the stuff I'm hoping you'd have learned, but let's see how you did but not take not, not drag over that too long just say okay this is where I think we are now okay let's just, let's just reframe it and let's head for there and set out a kind of future journey rather than agonising too much about the past one yeah, um, and, again, and being really
1: clear about what it is you want them to learn as well as in Stripping back the curriculum and thinking, right, this is the really important stuff that you really, really need to know for this subject or for this aspect of what we're teaching. Let's get rid of all the extraneous bits and bobs. Concentrate on the important bits that are the bits that if you don't get this right, you won't be able to do anything else either. So let's get the bare bones sorted. Find the gaps in what you don't know there. Plug those and then move on. Just like you do with every new class you inherit every single year. You do exactly the same thing. You find out where the gaps are, you plug those gaps so they've got a firm foundation and then you move on. It's exactly what we've got to do. The same thing that we've always done.
0: I totally agree. Yeah. In fact, I heard of someone telling me about how they know the school where they've identified a group of disadvantaged kids and they've got them in for two weeks with a specialist company doing a kind of two weeks well-being program instead of the normal lessons while everyone else is doing the normal lessons i'm just thinking no like why would you do that to those poor kids that, that you're going to come and make them endure a two weeks well-being course when you could just be making them feel like everybody else anyway, look, <laughs> i think you've probably done that one <laughs> so look, that's what's been on our minds thank you everyone for joining us today
1: thanks for listening to mind the gap we hope you enjoyed hearing what's on our minds today For much more great content, make sure to check out the video version of our show, which includes additional segments and features. Visit edcircuit.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Mind the Gap with Tom and Emma. See you next time.